In his letter, Peter has addressed a wide range of Christian individuals, citizens, servants, wives and husbands, and the body of Christ. Now he addresses the leadership in the church. As we have previously stated, everyone is called to humble themselves and to submissively serve one another. Today on Drawing Near, we take a close look at the elders in the church and Peter's instruction to them. So take your Bible and turn to 1 Peter chapter 5 and join us as we study Shepherding God's Flock. Let's go to the Lord together in prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this day that you have blessed us with, this opportunity to study and to grow. And Father, I pray as we look at these scriptures today, we will gain a greater understanding of what life is supposed to look like in your church. Open our eyes and give us clarity and understanding. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. As we begin chapter 5 of 1 Peter, verse 1 says, The elders who are among you I exhort, I, who am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. The Bible uses various terms to describe the pastoral leadership in a church, overseer, presbyter or elder, pastor, teacher, shepherd. All of these refer to the same office or the same individual. Over the years in church, we have lost some of these words. We don't often use the word overseer connected to the pastor, and only in some churches, typically the Reformed churches, do we use the term elder. Some churches have wrongly adopted the term apostle, and there are many who prefer the term pastor or minister. We have also lost some of the traditional or historic responsibilities of the elder or the pastor in the church. And Peter addresses the elders in this passage. And we need to note, much like when he addressed the wives, he was not talking to the husbands. And when he was addressing the husbands, he was not talking to the wives. Here, as he addresses the elders, he's really not talking to the congregation, although the congregation should be aware of what God calls the elder to do. The congregation needs to have this information so that they can identify whether or not the elders or the pastors in the church, are actually godly, biblical, serving as they are called to serve. So as Peter begins to encourage or strengthen the elders of the church, the pastoral leadership, he describes himself as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. When you start giving instruction to those who teach and give instruction to the leadership, you'd better have some credentials. You better have some qualifications. And Peter is certainly qualified. He can talk to the elders because he is a fellow elder. He is like them. He serves in the same capacity. Also, as an apostle, he is witness to the sufferings of Jesus Christ. He was there from the beginning. And he is a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. He is a fellow Christian. And so he sympathizes with the responsibilities and their duties, and he, as one of them, is telling them how they ought to lead, and we assume he leads in this same way. In verse 2, he begins his encouragement or instruction. He tells the elders of the church, Shepherd the flock which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion but willingly, not for dishonest gain but eagerly, 
I enjoy looking at these verses. It seems to me so often in Scripture that the problems that existed 2,000 years ago have not really gone away. They exist today. If nothing else, they've been magnified or intensified. So his first instruction here is, elders are to function as shepherds of the flock of God. I think the first thing we ought to see here is, the church, the body of Christ, the people in the church, they are the flock of God. They are God's sheep. They are God's people. They are the body of Christ. They do not belong to themselves, nor do they belong to the pastor or the elders that serve them. They belong to God, and therefore, the elders are to shepherd God's flock, knowing that it is God to whom the flock belongs. And they are to shepherd this flock with this understanding that it's not their flock. They are stewards. They are caretakers. And they are to shepherd. They are to be there to feed, to instruct, to care for, to oversee, to watch. They are to protect them. This is all a part of shepherding. Unfortunately, so many pastors, probably then as well as now, see themselves as the head of some organization. They see themselves as a CEO, a chief executive officer. And rather than get down in the trenches with the people, loving them, caring for them, watching out for them, they sit in some kind of cubicle or some kind of office, and it's hard to get in touch with them. It's hard to even contact them. You have to work by their schedule. They have very, very limited accessibility. This is not what shepherding is. Jesus didn't function that way. The apostles didn't function that way. And it is clear in 1 Peter that he calls the churches and the elders in his day to function differently than that as well. They are to shepherd the flock which is among you. Shepherd your flock and be among the people. They are to serve as overseers. They are to provide leadership and direction. There is an authority associated with the pastoral role in the church. They are to serve as overseers. They are to help, direct, guide, protect the people of the church. And they are to do this, not by compulsion. They're not to do this because they have to. They're not to function going to work every day because it's their job and there's their duty and they don't want to do it, but they have to do it because they get paid to do it but they are to serve as shepherds of the flock willingly. They need to recognize they have a call from God, and their desire needs to be for shepherding. They are also not to do this for dishonest gain. It's not about the money. Now, we are told elsewhere in the New Testament that the servant is worthy of his pay, that honor is to be given to the elder and to the pastor. But from the pastor's perspective, He is not to be all about the money, and he's not to be charging for this and charging for that and gouging here and gouging there. It's not a business transaction. It's a ministry. It's a calling. They need to not do it for dishonest gain, but eagerly. They need to want to do the job. I believe a pastor is not worthy to be a pastor unless he is willing to be a pastor for free. If he has to have pay to do the job, he is not called. He needs to willingly and eagerly serve the flock, shepherd the flock. It is God's flock, and it is a privilege to shepherd it. In verse 3, Peter says, 
nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. This is clearly a call to the submissive role of the pastor-shepherd. They are not to be the lords. They are not to walk around expecting everyone to bow to every whim and wish that they have. They're not the big dictator of the church. The church doesn't run under their singular authority. They are not the boss. Unfortunately, in many churches, pastors bully the congregation. Now, to be fair, in many congregations, the congregation bullies the pastor, and that's not to be done either. He is to be honored. He is to be submitted to, just like he is to submit to their needs. The pastor is the chief servant in the flock. He is the chief servant in the church. He is not to lord himself over those who God has entrusted to their care, but rather he is to be an example to the flock. Everything that Jesus calls a believer to be, the shepherd, the pastor, is to seek to be that genuinely and to model it for the flock. The Apostle Paul told one of his congregations, follow my example. I wish that more pastors would stand up and say, follow my example. I am following the Lord Jesus Christ to the best of my ability, and if you follow my example in following him, you will be fine. The truth is, that's exactly what a shepherd is. He is someone who sets the pace, who leads by example, and the flock should be able to follow him and get where they're supposed to be going. In verse 4, then, we're told, And when the chief shepherd appears, the chief shepherd is the Lord Jesus Christ who is coming back. Pastors and teachers, elders are under shepherds. He is the chief shepherd. When he appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. There is a great reward for those who serve as elders. And that reward is not to be the dictator, not to be in charge, not to everyone to bow to them, not the big paycheck, but rather serving as Jesus served. They will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. James 3.1 tells us that not many of us should consider ourselves to be teachers because the teacher will be judged more harshly. And if the teacher is to be judged more harshly, then the pastor-shepherd who serves faithfully will be rewarded in kind. Praise the Lord for this great privilege, the privilege to have a godly shepherd and the privilege to seek to be one. Father in heaven, again we thank you for these instructions. And I pray, Father, that your church would flourish with godly leadership that there would be pastors, elders, presbyters who would stand up and follow your godly example in Jesus Christ and serve with love and compassion and faithfulness in such a way that the flock is guided well to obedience in Jesus Christ. Help us, Father, to lay aside all of our prejudices, all of our biases, and to see these roles in your church as you called us to the role of the citizen, the wife, the husband, the church member, the servant, or the employer. Help us to see these roles in a biblical light, that we may be obedient to you and not necessarily be like the rest of the world who is in rebellion to you. We thank you, Father, for your love and your patience toward us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 
Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.